Welcome back to the Rational Fanatics. This is our, going to be our first college rankings podcast show, which we'll do right after our week three recap, just so we can get a backdrop of why the rankings are going to be the way they are going to be. Uh, we'll start off with uh, UCF because we're UCF alumni. Not to be biased about it, but you know it's the game we paid attention to the most. I mean, it was it was really the only good game of the week, I think. Yeah, or at least I recall. I could be wrong, or I guess you know, relative. And UCF demolishes Stanford, but Stanford, unfortunately, not as good as we need need them to be, or for UCF needs them to be this year, uh, in order to make that a, a solid win. Any any other, I think, season that's a solid win to put on the resume, uh, and this year it's not looking too good. Yeah, I think the only thing different though is that Stanford has been good recently, so we still, you know, even if Stanford's not good, we get a name. You know, putting Stanford looks better than putting Georgia Tech or UNC or Pittsburgh or something. Even if it has been in champion, conference championship games recently, it's still, you know, it's a name that looks better, I think. Which I think is why you're seeing a media narrative turn a little more positively towards UCF now. Yeah, and then we're uh, – also, like, UCF hasn't really declared a, a, a really main starter yet. They still have Winbush. They still have uh, – What's the freshman, true freshman's name? Dylan. Dylan Gabriel. Dylan and Dylan. Uh, Mac just came. Yeah. Daryl Mac is, is back healthy. again. Yeah, he's Mac. Healthy and allowed to play. A lot of talent at the quarterback position right now uh, for UCF to pick. Uh, I like Dylan Gabriel. He hasn't done anything bad, so I think we should yeah. stick with him. I don't, now. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the – I'd like to give Mac, you know, a fair shot and coming back in because he kind of – you know, I think he'd be the starter if he hadn't been injured, but that's kind of, the, you know, that's how this works. So maybe he, I don't know, maybe he wins it back and they get Dylan Gabriel on a uh, red shirt this year. You know, he got some good experience. Now he gets to be, now he can go on a red shirt. He's got, let's see, he's only played in what? He's played in three games. So if you red shirt him, if you don't play him and you red shirt him now, and then maybe you need it, and then, you know, you need him someone to come in at the end of the year, he still has the option to come in at the end of the year and preserve that red shirt. What's the, what's the new years with, what's the new rules with the red shirt again? Like three games? Uh, you can four play games? four, no, it's four games. Four games. Four games on. You can play four games and still be redshirted. Okay. Yeah, I think they should do that then if he's healthy enough to play, or at least he can play one more game. Maybe give him one more week. Or and yeah, week, but then no, you then it's the four. RA. If you have a problem, yeah, if you have a problem it, later in the season, you need a quarterback. You don't have. You'd be burning his redshirt to do it. Is it if they play or is it if they dress? They dress right. I think yeah, it's the he yeah, you know. I mean yeah, if you have if you're not gonna play him, why would you dress him? Yeah, exactly. And then we'll move on to uh, the UF uh, and Kentucky game, which was a pretty uh, decent game. Uh, UF looks bad uh, for me. Me and Drew think UF uh, pretty pretty much looks terrible in that game. Kentucky should have won. They beat him on like every version. I mean, uh, if both of these teams have their starting quarterbacks, Kentucky probably wins this game. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of rough to watch. The way that Kentucky was playing, they beat them like for like three and a half quarters. Uh, but then the backup quarterback uh, for UF just came in and sparked offense just enough to steal a win. Just with like just like I think it was only like a ten yard throw. He like he like did like yeah, a ten yard. There wasn't throw anything in. he did that was overly impressive. He just did, he wasn't like he wasn't making mistakes. He wasn't mm-hmm. you know he wasn't kind of doing kind of Frank's kind of off script. Dang, you know, weird. Th- you know, it, he de- he kept the offense on schedule, and it was enough to get them a win, which is what you really want out of your backup, out of your now starting quarterback. And then we have uh, Iowa versus Iowa State. Uh, I told you I had to keep an eye on this game because it's gonna be a good one. Uh, because rivalry games are always good, and Iowa barely squeaked out a win. Uh, in a, no, not overtime. I thought it was overtime just because it's so close of a game. But eighteen seventeen, just. Just like very, like slow paced game, but it was definitely a close one, fun to watch. Oh, uh, see what else we got. Oh, USC lost in OT, their first loss. To, yeah, who's BYU? Hiro's over here. BYU. But he's not. He's not talking. Hiro's. Okay, so he's just gonna feed you information. Yeah, it should have been. It was BYU. It should have been. Oh, BYU. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so USC losing to BYU, not good, uh, especially. In, I think that was definitely an overtime, that one. And uh, USC, who I thought were just the backup quarterback is not as good as his first start. He, he came out with three or three touchdowns and zero interceptions last week, and then he ended up throwing three interceptions this week. 
to make up for those three touchdowns last week. So uh, we'll see uh, if he improves. But I, I thought he was going to be good after watching him uh, in week two, but not the case. He just came out with a hot start. See, yeah, uh, you stumble, it happens. I mean, BYU is a pretty good team. Maybe it, you know, maybe it's just BYU is better than we think they are right now. I guess that well, I guess BYU is definitely better than Stanford this year. Yeah. Although Stanford uh, was playing their backup in that game too. Yeah. Uh, and then Drew, you can take. I know you like Khalil yeah. Matt. Yeah, I mentioned take. Texas Tech. Arizona State is an exciting game. Before it was still a pretty high scoring game, and I mean Arizona. Somebody needs to help out uh, Khalil Tate here. He had over a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. He had another. I want to say 200, 300 yards passing and a couple touchdowns, but it just wasn't enough to beat the to beat Texas Tech. And yeah, then, you need more than one player to win in football. It's not basketball, you know what I mean? And then I told you Michigan State, Arizona State was going to be a uh, defensive slugfest, and lo and behold, defensive slugfest. Uh, game it ends with a with Michigan State missing a kick to send the game to overtime. Is that the or missing a kick that would have sent them to overtime? And didn't like the like didn't someone like hurdle? Uh, yeah, somebody end? hurdled the yeah somebody hurdled the long snapper at the end, so they should have gotten a re kick um like fifteen yards closer or something. That second kick was and, nowhere close to the, to the to the upright. Yeah. All right, and you you can keep going because those those ones you added. Uh, yeah, UNC Wake was an was a really good game actually. I believe that I think that was like a Friday game though, so we might not have mentioned it, but it still needs to be mentioned here. It was a really good game. I mean, I think Wake Forest looks Wake Forest looks really good. Newman, their quarterback, looked really good. Uh, UNC looked ugly for three quarters and then turned it on in the fourth to make it a close game. Uh, we had another kind of a sort of ref blunder here where guy stepped out of bounds with what looked like one second left on the clock, but. Uh, they called it that he, you know, they gave him like a forward progress stop inbounds. So the time expired and they, that kind of cost the game. So there wasn't a chance for UNC to try to like a Hail Mary type play. And then I highlighted a uh, Cal North Texas before is just a uh, Mason finds look. I thought he looked all right versus Cal, but you know, I would have liked to see him do a little bit better. And Cal gets another win to cement themselves at what three and O now. I think so. I think they're undefeated. I, yeah, they've got win. I know they've got a win over North Texas and a win over Washington, and they go to Ole Miss this week. So another non big non conference game. Then uh, I guess we're gonna go into our, our rankings now. First ever yeah. rankings, uh, which we call the the total madness ranking, uh, total madness index. So to TMI should for short guys. Uh, we know TMI, uh, probably the not the most common acronym, you know, for. Uh, for, for it to mean total nope. madness index. It, obviously, <laughs> it means total madness index. No one has ever used TMI for anything else. Yep. Uh, but we at number one, we have Alabama. They're just playing uh, really good football. Uh, their defense is just as strong as ever. And two is just uh, I think their defense is a little bit down compared to relative years, especially at linebacker. They're playing a lot of young guys right now. That's fair. Uh, but but two I mean, playing, that often they've – Two is playing. Yeah, two is playing Heisman. The wide receivers are all stupidly good. They're not running the ball as much. I'm surprised. They're, usually we see, but I guess since they actually have a real quarterback now. They have a they quarterback. To... They're excited. Yeah, they're going to sling it while they can. Uh, and then at two, we actually have LSU. Uh, I've been actually blown away by the play of uh, Burrow this year. Yeah, so... he's played – I mean, he's played lights out for – I mean, since uh, – against UCF, he's played phenomenal since that game. Yeah, sorry. From then he... on, he's just played lights out. And, I mean, he's a legitimate Heisman contender right now too. And their defense was literally game. They need a stop. Like they haven't. They don't even needed stops against Texas, really. But they got the stops in the Texas game to allow their yeah. Their uh, yeah, they still have a very loaded defense, even though that score of the game kind of was not their strongest performance. But you know, this is LSU. They have NFL level defensive players, so when they need to, they can get stops. They have the players for it. And then uh, at three, we have Clemson. Uh, we just haven't been impressed with. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's, Trevor Lawrence's play. play and just uh, kind of how I mean you know they've handled all their games but they just haven't looked good and they're they deep looked... they lost a lot of their defensive line uh, it's not they're not getting the sacks or the run stops uh, that they're used to so they're winning the games but not by like they're winning the is important yeah the dominant they're winning uh, their numbers. games is important yeah they just don't have yeah they don't they haven't put up a dominant game and I you know there's not really much of a dominant game for them to put up 
or I guess, you know, you need to see, I need to see them start blowing people out like they did Syracuse to get them to move up. And then uh, four, we have Oklahoma. I'm sure you want to ex- explain that one. Yeah, uh, apparently Oklahoma is quarterback proof because they're on their third quarterback in three years and their offense looks as good as ever. Yeah, Jalen Hurts over there just looks like a new man. Looks like he was like Jalen Hurts learned to throw the football. Apparently, I mean, this is if you're a quarterback, why you commit to anywhere other than Oklahoma? And now I'm starting to I wonder. Imagine they win three Heisman in a row. I, I'll tell you this: Lincoln Riley won't be a, <laughs> Lincoln Riley won't be a college football coach after that if that happens. Yeah, the, I'm also I think the shift will. I think a, a recruiting shift will definitely start happening more from Alabama. Would, I, I mean, think... Oklahoma's already in that. Like, I mean, they're like a top five, top ten recruiting team everywhere, and they had you know a know. four or five star quarterback again come in yeah. and sitting behind Hurts for a year. It's just going to keep happening. Let's see. And then uh, five, uh, Georgia. We have Georgia at five. Uh, we know there's a lot of SEC bias, but these games, these teams have been playing uh, been pretty I mean, good. We, we, these teams have all been really good. The GAs look really good. They, I mean, they haven't done much through the air, but they haven't needed to yet. This week's certainly going to be a true test for them. Yep. If anybody doesn't have SEC bias, it's definitely us here uh, in the Rational Fanatics, I'll tell you that much. But these teams are as good as they were predicted to be. Uh LSU is actually just like why well, you have them at two. We're we're just as surprised as anyone else that we have them at two right now, uh, but that's where we have them. Uh, and then so Georgia at five, and rightfully so Notre Dame right behind them at six. Uh, we're gonna figure out who gets that spot uh, and deserves to be in the top ten this week uh, with the Notre Dame Georgia uh, in Athens, which is tough for Notre Dame. But being a Notre Dame fan, I'm kind of excited to see if Notre Dame's actually real this season or not. They had a little bit of a cupcake game last week, but I think they needed it to get the uh, offense, uh, the offensive scheme down because their offense was scaring me in the first couple of weeks. And then they went on and, and slaughtered uh, New Mexico, which kind of surprised me, which will, when we start talking bets later on, we'll, we'll tell you that we jinxed ourselves, but we'll talk a little bit more after we get through this, uh, this index here. Uh, seven, we have Ohio State University, uh, the Ohio State University. Sorry. Uh, I guess I got to say that. I, I mean, technically, they're... you have to say the in front of all of them. It's on diplomas. Yeah. The Louisiana State University. All of the Ohio State's just pretentious enough to keep saying, but we need they're... to be called the, unlike everybody else. They're trying to trademark it, man. You got the. Well, they got denied, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were going to get denied. Pound sand. Yeah. Unless they put like some uh, new uh, type of font on the V, they were not going to trademark it. I'll tell you that much. I don't know much about trademark law yet, but I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you want to go ahead and uh, break down the field's uh, Ohio State run so far? Uh, yeah, he looks great. He's not. I mean, he's not. He's running a little bit less. He ran. He's running less and less in each game, but it doesn't seem to matter because he just keeps slinging it just as well. If he just, you know, if they get to games where he has to start running as well, it's going to be terrifying because teams will be stuck, unable to defend both. So, I mean, they're just, you know, we'll see once they start getting into playing, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, some of these other higher pro, you know, some of these better teams. I believe they play, they play Nebraska this week. Uh, they play Miami, Ohio. Oh, they play Miami, Ohio this week. Okay, they play Nebraska next week, so that'll be a test for them. That'll be an interesting game yeah, to watch. I'm- I was just kind of impressed that they beat Cincinnati forty-two to zero after they. Uh, I thought Rattler went out of that game. Though. I thought they lost. Uh, so, Cincinnati lost their quarterback. I I could be oh, wrong. That makes sense. That. But Florida yeah, put up the points on them, and then yeah. Indiana put up only ten points. So, I mean, I guess Florida Atlantic has a decent offense. So I just wanted to see them play a team that actually has a good a good offense. But I don't. They don't really play any teams that have good, great offenses. Not Maybe Penn State. Ah. They're not even because uh, the only teams that have really played are harder: Wisconsin, Michigan, Penn State, Maryland, maybe. Uh, but none uh, of those have. Ter- I mean, Temple just handled them just fine. But there's no terrific uh, offenses that they're playing, so maybe they're going to get lucky. They're just going to make it through to the conference final, and then I guess the Big Ten doesn't have a lot of explosive offenses this year. Or is it ever? I mean, they year? never have. They never <laughs> have explosive offenses. It's Ohio State and nobody. Like if you if you got a team and then uh, mix them, uh, mix mean, a team with the Big Twelve and the, the Big Ten defense, you would have like a, probably a pro, a pro level team. 
because their defenses and their offenses are just. I mean, well, wait, are their defenses really good, or are their defenses just playing these inept offenses? That's a fair point, actually. We'll I find mean, out. I think they have. You know, I think we're, we've seen. You know, like Michigan State has proved time and again that they have a legit defense. Michigan generally does. They'll be. It'll be interesting to see Ohio State versus those defenses, but I don't see an offense that's going to match with them right now. But you know, then again, they're going to randomly drop and lose. You know by 50 to a Purdue or a Rutgers or an Iowa or something, just the way they operate. And then at number eight, we have Auburn. Uh, just been Second playing. best win of the year so far, I think. Maybe? Yes, second best. Against Oregon? Yeah, this came out uh, – did they play – that was the first week, right? Oh, um, yeah, that was week one. So they had a big win so far. and There's not many teams that have big wins quite yet. Uh, most – this upcoming week has a lot of games. Last week was boring mostly. There's no good games really to watch. Uh, other than like a couple that we said, but like those are the best of the, the selection, you know. Uh, but yeah, Auburn, I mean Auburn, yeah, they've got a legit test this week. They got A and M, Texas A and M. So it's gonna be, you know, it'll be nice to see if Bo Nix has made some improvements after getting to play some uh, softer teams for a little bit here. But Nix has been playing pretty decent. Uh, I think he. He's going to continue to play pretty well. Uh, I mean, nothing spectacular uh, in regards to like – Yeah, he's a freshman. Like, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. You just want to see him progress a little bit and let it, let Auburn's defense carry him. As long as – yeah, the, the Auburn will definitely give him shots to get, get the points they need on the board. Uh, unless he starts completely falling apart, I, I think Auburn's going to continue to play well. Uh, let's go on. Number nine, Wisconsin. Um, I mean, they've only played two weeks of the three weeks so far, but they haven't but given up still got, Yeah, they haven't given up a point. They've absolutely dominated everybody. They, you know, both teams they've played. And their offense has looked good passing and running. I haven't played anyone too significant yet, but, like, just not allowing a single point, not even a field goal on on the board is pretty, it's pretty significant in itself. Oh, they played South Florida, who should have yeah. at least scored at least I mean, yeah, we're goal. of course – yeah, I know. I mean, you know, we're of course going to – Look favorably upon any team that pummels South Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Wisconsin, well, they have a test this week with Michigan, so it's Michigan as well. Uh, they both, they actually both took bye weeks to prepare for each other, so it should be a fast pace. I mean, it, uh, I mean, I, mean, I don't think fast pace is a word. This yeah. is gonna be. A... They're both. They'll be healthy. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll both be healthy and rested and ready. I I just stopped myself in the middle of the sentence. Uh, it won't be fast pace. I mean, the game will be moving quickly because they're just both going to only run the ball, so the clock's going to be moving. <laughs> that's about that's about right. But that's well, definitely going to be a defensive battle in the uh, in wherever they're where are they playing? They're playing in Wisconsin. They're playing in Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, in Wisconsin. Uh, ten. We have UCF at number ten. Some people probably say we put them higher than they should. I had them. So when me and Drew were talking before we made our final list, I had him a little lower. Drew had him a little, like just a, like a spot higher. Uh, we decided to put him right at ten uh, just to see how they're doing. They beat, they absolutely stomped Stanford. And uh, obviously that, Stanford's yeah, not good. That game was over by the halfway through the first quarter. Stanford's not good. Just this the year. way that game felt, yeah. But they well, stomped. Let's them. not say it's early. I don't know, but they actually there's a chance them. Stanford. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that game could have been fifty to three if they wanted it. And I don't think UCF has scored less than 40 points in, like, so many games. How many points did they score in the, it's, the bowl? They're on the longest active streak ever recorded for 30-point games. So we – I mean, we say we, like, I'm alumni. But, like, UCF scores points. Like, they're going to put points on the board, and their defense is not terrible. Yeah. Uh, They've got a defense this year. Uh, where are they? They're, they're ranked 10th uh, in defensive efficiency, according to uh, ESPN's pretty good. index rating, which is – or how they re- – the efficiency rating, which is – an Excellent score. That put, I mean, that's above Michigan. You know, Michigan State, Auburn, Oregon, Utah, Arizona State. Some you know teams that have had historically good defense and have them again. It's a very good rating, and that goes with a, I believe a top, uh, no, and then a top ten offensive rating, as well. And there was commentators starting to speak last week about how UCF is like almost guaranteed the best team in Florida. Uh, I don't know. I agree with them for sure on the Florida thing. Uh, I'm, we're we're keeping them at ten just so we don't seem too biased. I feel like uh, UCF could compete with Wisconsin, Auburn, and Ohio I'd State. Take, I'd take them to beat both Auburn and Wisconsin. Ohio State would be uh, Ohio State. I would put kind of in the how they played it. You know, it would be a tough game. 
we'll see what Notre Dame and UGA look like because yeah. I think it's just it, the thing with uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, LSU, Alabama are all teams that I know UCF and them would get into a four. You know, it'd be a forty-point game between the you know each team scoring forty in this game. So whereas you have teams like UGA and Notre Dame who just don't, and Auburn and Wisconsin who just don't really do that. Mm-hmm. The top five it remains to be seen, but when they play Pitt this week, and then uh, they also play Tulane and Houston Temple later in the season, we'll see how they Cincinnati. Yeah, well, Cincinnati's going to shut down in week two, uh, but we'll see. Oh, you said you got injured, right? Their quarterback got injured. Uh, he they there's a, they had a quarterback come in and throw three plays, so I don't know how long he was injured for because he has a decent amount of stats. But I remember he went out early, and then they were just up big after that, and then he, they just never got anything going. Uh, okay, let's move on to 11. Uh, we have Utah at number 11. Uh, and just I mean, they're the best team in the Pac 12. They're, they're a good team, they're legit. That you know, it's a lot of seniors, they've got a reliable run game, a good offensive and defensive lines. The Pac 12's having a rough start to the season, but Utah seems to be the only thing saving grace in the Pac 12 yeah. so far. Uh, going on, I, I mean. Other than they're the best team in the Pac-12, I don't know what else to say about Utah currently. Other They've than, got a legit, you know, their defense is great. They've yeah. got a legit defense here. Uh, 12, we have Texas. We know they lost that game to LSU, but, I mean, that's LSU. I mean, we have them at two. Uh, yeah. I What's think his name? If, uh, their running back catches a touchdown, they beat LSU. Yeah. He drops that, He dropped a touchdown in the end zone. I mean, that makes a difference. That's that's a coin flip game. Uh, and. I mean, we, I hate to even punish them with putting them down this far, but like they, that's a, a loss of a loss. It is a yeah, it's a loss. It's hard to. So I just I feel like San, uh, wait, Ellinger is playing really good. Uh, we talked about he's last week well. on on the, on the second quickie. He's uh, definitely raising his draft stock as he's going this this season. I hope he continues to play well. It's just, it's really fun to watch. Uh, their Texas defense, I think, uh, is good, but it could. Definitely, uh, it could be better if could be you know, a they stop playing this rush three, drop eight. You know, every, every time you play a team that's like, every time you play decent, you know, some of these better teams out here, Oklahoma and you can't get UGA the and the LSU. Yeah, you can't you can't rush three and win. So. You you know you need Aaron you need three Aaron Donalds or something. You need an absolutely ridiculous <laughs> defensive. You, you to rush three, you need three elite defensive linemen to try to have a a chance to rush three. I think you only need one Aaron Donald. <laughs> you're right. One, I mean, one, you're right. One Aaron Donald would probably be enough, but you get my point of like, all right, you need the college version. What's the college version of Aaron Donald? That's still, I mean, it's not that I don't it, think you know, anymore, NFL game record. I mean, Clemson basically had two Aaron Donalds. Yeah. On the you line. need that, you know, I mean, all right. No, neither one of them was an Aaron Donald, but yeah, you need, you know, you, you know, Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, and I don't know, the, a third on their, you know, someone else. You need, you know, you get the, you know, you got three guys who can legit rush like that, and sure you can drop eight, but so hopefully they figure out their defense just a little bit better, and yeah. maybe they'll move up again. Uh, I mean, that one loss kind of hurts them for the whole season, but uh, they're still playing great, and they're going to remain. They still, they got, the, yeah, they've got, they got a game against Oklahoma to redeem them, redeem themselves. Uh, moving on to thirteen, uh, we have Michigan. I'm very disappointed in how Michigan like played. Uh, I literally I'm disappointed in Army for yeah, not for, beating for Michigan not like they should have. My, I have two roommates that are uh, Michigan alumni, so they'll probably hate that we have them so low. But they're not. They they almost lost to Army, and uh, they haven't really been able to move the ball. I I, I had more belief in Shea, Shea Patterson's just not very good. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He, he shows flashes here and there, but. Not often He's got enough. three legit NFL wide receivers, and he can't move the ball through the air. That's a problem. So, like, you can only rely on the defense so long, and the defense can only stay, like, like they're going to get exhausted. Your defense right? can only, yeah, your defense can only shut people down for so long in Which college is, football. I, I would equi- like equivalent them to the Bears in the NFL right now, where there's not moving the ball, and the defense is just getting tired and giving up points. Like, if you get the defense on the field the whole game, you're going to get scored on. Like, it's just – Giving way too many opportunities to the other team. Uh, you need you need to be able to put together drives that at least get you in field goal range, or like will keep your defense off the field long enough. But obviously, you need to put on points, put points because you you only win a football game if you put up more points. And so, offense is definitely something they have to figure out. Uh, de- defense wins championships, but offense uh, just wins games in general. So. You need not yeah, in college football. You need to be able to score thirty. 
Uh, you need to consistently score around 25 points a game to win, to have a chance. And they're just not doing that. Oh, uh, yeah, on to uh, Penn State. I mean, they're solid. They're just, yeah, 14. They're just overall – they're just a solid team overall here. Yeah, they've just been winning. Uh, I mean, and they're 3-0. Yeah, they they're 3-0. They've looked all right. They're just not – they don't look spectacular, but they just have a consistent team all around, I think. Uh, let's see. I feel like their coaching has been good ever since they've uh, – in the last three years to bring their, their uh, team back to prominence after the scandal. Uh, yeah. I mean, after – I mean, their team's I mean, yeah, I mean they've shown they can hang line. with, you know, the Ohio State, the Michigan. They've shown they can hang with the best of the, the best teams in the Big Ten, but they just – they don't seem to win often enough. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe they – you know, maybe they – maybe this is the year they turn the corner, but I don't think it's likely with – you have – I don't think their running game's as good and they no longer have Saquon Barkley or Miles Sanders – I don't think their wide receiving core is as good as it has been. So I think I think it's just kind of a, a more down year for them this year, and we'll see. And uh, we have was it fifteen? No, you uh, Florida University did, yeah, of Florida. fifteen UF. Yeah, this was uh, this was one of the only rankings we just both agreed on without any consultation with each other. Yeah, uh, because me, me and Drew both made our rankings separate, and then we we came in to try to. Incorporate and together. together, yeah, to get a consensus. <laughs> we literally had a couple teams like in the same spot, exactly. Yeah, the uh, next two, we yeah. had exactly where they where they are now. Uh, UF. I mean, I thought about putting them even lower, but the, the freshman core. Then, that, yeah, that came was he freshman. No, he was a junior. No, junior. that's a junior. He was a junior. Yeah. A rookie. Like a, he's like a rookie. He's like a grad transfer junior. So he's not like he's uh, been around so a while. He's mature, uh, but he came in and he played pretty well. They sparked the offense. I wanted to drop him lower, but I can't. If their quarterback was bad, I would have dropped him lower, especially especially QB injuries. It's kind of hard to keep teams up there, but they won the game, and he didn't look too terrible. So, uh, I we like dropped him to fifteen, but I wouldn't really put UF to be too good this season. Uh, I don't know how yeah. many hard games they have though. They play Tennessee. I mean, they got to play LSU. They got to play Georgia. Oh, Auburn. Uh, I okay, believe so they draw Mississippi State. They got Auburn too. Yeah. I mean, they've you know those are some those are difficult games. We'll see how they do against those teams. I mean, after these next two weeks, I think they have a difficult road ahead of them. Uh, the rest. Well, of the wait. Season. They got Tennessee this week. Who do they have after that? Townsend. Okay. Yeah. So I think they have two two weeks to figure out how yeah, to. They got two weeks to get their quarterbacks ready. Quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you're going on to 16, uh, Washington State. Drew, you can take this one since this is the second one we agreed on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like Mike Leach. He's got that offense doing exactly what they always do. He brought in another transfer quarterback, and the guy's throwing the ball all over the place. I mean, this is just what Washington State does. They can score points at will, and in the Pac-12, that's good enough to win and keep you up there. Yep, 17, we have uh, Oregon uh, with Justin Herbert. Uh, He's a great quarterback. Uh, unfortunately, took an early loss. Took an uh, early loss. A game they, you know, I feel, you know, a game just they had the better quarterback in and they just couldn't win. That one play where his helmet gets knocked off is just, I think that's kind of where it turned on them. Yeah, I think uh, Oregon's a, a better team. Like, I, like, they're equivalent to, um, who are you talking about? Who has uh, Khalil Tate on their team? Arizona State. Arizona State. No, yeah. No, no. Well, Oregon's got a lot of injured wide receivers right now, so their guys are still coming back. So they're not yeah. quite the where, where Khalil Tate's got a healthy team around him and nobody's helping him. Yeah. Herbert's just kind of waiting for guys to get back and be healthy. So they have a, a decent team. They just need to get healthy. Uh, I think Justin Herbert's trying to carry the load right now, and he's playing pretty good football. Just you know, you need more than one player. You need, somebody needs to help. It. Yeah. You need. You want a wide receiver. You know, their running backs look good. You just need, and you know, he's probably he might have the best offensive line in the country around him right now, or at least he's got the most experienced. If you can get, you know, one wide receiver, they have a transfer from Penn State, uh, jo- something Johnson, who transferred in, who's a big-bodied kind of big possessiony type receiver. If he kind of comes back and gets healthy and gets moving, that could be, you know, just an extra little spark for their offense that gets them back up into contention. 18, uh, I have Virginia. I probably would have had Virginia a little bit higher if they didn't play such a close game against FSU this week. Yeah, they played. If they played the first three quarters, like they played the fourth quarter, they'd be much higher. 
But uh, I mean, their quarterback's legit. But I mean, there's there's not much around him. There's not. He doesn't have a lot of help either. But their defense is nasty. Yeah, they also. I mean, it, they're gonna win the they're gonna win the coastal. I think. I think they're the best team in the coastal. On what in the ACC? Yeah. On on that side of the on the conference. Yeah, they're they're the best team in the conference, probably out. Pro, they're probably the best team outside of Clemson. Yeah. But I'm not quite ready to make that statement. Ooh, who do you have that's closer than it? I think Wake could legitimately be the second best team in the ACC this year. Okay. Uh, we'll just move on. I mean, actually, I just like looking at their schedule. So Pittsburgh, Virginia, I'm just Virginia schedule. Let me be specific. Yeah. Well, they, uh, they've always played weird against Pitt. Yeah, they only won by, like, They're always weird. It's 16 points, but like. Pitt was also like destroyed a couple times, I think, this year, were they? Not yet. No, they just played a close game against Penn State. Oh, they're playing everyone close. They always play people close. Oh, uh, I feel yeah, like they're they're good they're about... for that one upset a year. Yeah, which hopefully it's not UCF this week. Hopefully it's not what... this week, yeah. I'm kinda That's hoping, hoping for. I'll see UCF just trounce them. Uh and then I actually I mean their coaches I... their coaches, you know, filling the bulletin board with stuff. So Let's move on to 19 TCU. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen them t- like that high, like high recently in most polls, but TCU uh, is looking good to me for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, they've got some freaks on offense, and in the Big 12, that's all that matters. They took care of business against Purdue. Uh, Purdue like they play people. Just uh, they did. It does look like Purdue's starting quarterback did not play in that game, so that could have really? contributed. Yeah. That sucks. I, like I, I was like, Purdue lost against Nevada, but that was a close game. They play Purdue is one of those teams that play people close normally. So I, I like watching Purdue games sometimes. Yeah, but, I mean Rondell Rondell Moore, their uh, wide receiver, he's a fun guy to watch. He's like a you know he's five nine, but he you know he's just a monster at wide receiver. Look at some of his, you look at his games that he's got like two hundred yards a game, receiving. All right, let's go on to was twenty now Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona State. I mean, you beat Michigan State, who I would call just you know, if you were to tell me who's going to be the twentieth best team in the country every year, I'd probably bet on Michigan State. So Arizona State seems to have kind of supplanted them in that very defense, you know, very good defensive, you know, strong team. They've got a pretty good quarterback in Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. And so I think they just kind of, you know, they're going to be a solid, scrappy team in the Pac-12. Pac-12, yeah. Arizona State and also, uh, can we say it? Saving grace of uh, Pac-12. Who just said it? I was trying to remember. Utah? Utah. Yeah, both of those Yeah, teams, the two of them can play defense. Yeah, they're only two teams that are been playing pretty well. Other, I mean, Oregon, Oregon's in the Pac-12, right? Yeah, uh, but they haven't been playing, playing too. Well. They've been surviving games other than the one loss. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, we've got what is it? We got one, two, three. Bad radio right here. Just counting I mean, what we've had. Yeah, first. we've got you know. I mean, five of the twenty-five, five out of the top twenty-five are Pac-12 teams from us, and we are not anywhere close to the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I feel like we have less ACC teams. We've so, got three. Three, yeah. How many – wait, how many SEC teams do we have? Uh, There's a lot. There's like one, two, three, four. This is really great. <laughs> Radio yeah, for five. people. Five, six. I mean, we got six. All right. That's about that, five, Yeah, that leads, the, that leads the Pac-12 – or the – that leads everybody. We're just counting. It's like one. <laughs> We're counting somebody. Somebody's hitting skip and they're skipping over whatever. That's all garbage. That was awful. <laughs> but – uh. Or uh, Arizona State, yeah. I, Arizona I don't State, know. yeah. Herm Edwards been doing pretty good, uh, right? Is, is Herm Edwards? Yeah, Herm Edwards. Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing. Yeah, he's got that team going. Yeah, I'm glad he he, he picked up coaching again, I, especially in college. I think he's just starting to turn that Arizona State team around. And they weren't terrible, but I think he's taking them to the next level. Uh, and then we had 21. We had Texas A&M. Uh, go on, Mr. Jimbo Fisher fan. Ugh, why are you going to make me do this? All right. I mean, all right, Kellen Mond, Flash, Jimbo's got the team going. They're solid, you know, they're 
they're still a good team, even though they did lose to Clemson. But it, you know, wasn't Clemson handled that game and had them handle the whole game, but they still were somewhat competitive early on. We'll see how they look against Auburn. They could be out of the rankings by this time next week. Yeah, a two touchdown loss to Clemson. Uh, uh, <laughs> kind of looks good <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but also, yeah, you only I, lost by fourteen. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean that, that's more than uh, Alabama and Notre Dame can say in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean they lost by one to Cle- to Clemson last year. Yeah. So like I mean it doesn't look bad. Uh, Texas A M just has to get it going uh, later in their in yeah. schedule. So we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. Know, I mean, I'll... yeah. We'll see. Can they if they can beat Auburn, they can re-cement themselves as you know they can re-cement themselves back in the narrative of you know teams vying for playoff spots. Still, they have to you know they're gonna have to beat LSU. They're gonna have to beat. Alabama, they're gonna have to beat Auburn. If they beat Auburn, they might play Georgia this year. I think they play Georgia. They play Georgia. They play. uh, They play everybody. You you name them. They they play Auburn, Alabama. Name a team. They play. They're gonna play them. Yeah. They play almost. They have to play almost all all, all, uh, SEC teams. Oh my goodness, I brain fart right there. They play the West, and then they had, and then they had a very bad draw across too. Especially having to play Clemson as well. Wait, Texas A and M is it? Yeah, no, they play Georgia. All right, so they played Clemson. Auburn. They have to play Auburn today. They play Auburn on Saturday. In two weeks, they play Texas A and M. They play Mississippi. Sorry, they play Alabama. Okay, I forgot. They play Mississippi State, who's a good team. They play Georgia and they play LSU. Yeah, I just looked at that too. I was talking high. I mean, they play five (laughs) of our top ten teams. Yeah, I mean, they have plenty of games to get back into the playoff discussion. If they win two of those, <laughs> they win two of those, give them credit. Yeah, they'll definitely be probably top 15 if they win at least two of those. If they even beat Auburn. No, least... they'd have four losses. They'd have three losses at least at that point, and they'd be – they won't make top 15. Well, maybe. I, I, uh, I, maybe might, I might still stubbornly put them in the top 15 saying, if you win close against all these teams, you deserve something. Our top 15 depends on where, we, where LSU and Georgia and Alabama And are. how the rest of them look, basically you know, the rest of the down the line. But right now that is a uh, brutal, brutal schedule to have to play. I feel uh, Michigan has a hard schedule, I think, too. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Yeah. That's, that's their usual schedule, though, and I don't think. No, they also I mean, That's their usual schedule. Uh, and they, oh, you're right. They did play Notre Dame this year. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, it's not as bad, but that's still an – that's still a tough schedule. That's a tough out. All right, we have twenty-two Cal, California. Uh, so they've been playing pretty good. Here's the third cool. defensive Pac-12 team. Cal's played. Yeah. Cal's weird, man. They're they're a weird team to watch. They're not. They never play good, but they just keep winning. I mean, they they play. It, they won like fifteen to thirteen against Washington this past week, or two weeks ago, and they beat North Texas. They're they're a good team. They'll be. They're just going to continue to cause. They're just going to continue to cause problems in the Pac-12 for everybody. This is a, it's they're more a trip-up team than a true contender, but you know you're going to get what rewarded is, for beating good teams. What is happening in Jacksonville right now? They're like picking teams out of a football in a pool right now. What is going on? <laughs> I'm like watching the like it's on the screen. This is, yeah, the Thursday. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, so you're watching the pregame up to Thursday night football and. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. They're so dumb looking. All right, uh, let's move on to 23. Uh, Boise State. Boise. Uh, nothing impressive. They're, though, but they're winning nothing, games. Yeah, no impressive. Nothing impressive, but they're winning games. I mean, you can say that. Uh, I mean, they really uh, don't have much on their schedule right now. Either. Yeah. The problem is, I don't see much on their schedule for us to say. Okay, you know, here's a good uh, benchmark for them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see them really. Even if they win every game, like surpassing like 17. Uh, unless teams start losing, like just crazy losing, and uh, twenty twenty four, we have Iowa. Iowa, I mean, they played Iowa State real close. Uh, that's why they... I mean, yeah, they're they're two non like their two actual wins have both combined to win two games. So there, there's not currently a great. Bellwater. We'll see. Marshall plays Cincinnati, so maybe if Marshall beats Cincinnati, we can reevaluate how we feel about Boise. Oh yeah, going back. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, Iowa like they have great defense, so they're nothing significant on offense. If I've seen, uh, I mean, I I just don't know what, where to put them. Uh, I know they're really they're much higher than we have them in other ranking systems, but 
Uh, I, I wouldn't want to even put them above 20 until they play Michigan in week five. Or is that week? No, week six. Oh, they play one. Michigan? Okay, yeah. That's... They play Michigan and they play Michigan, Penn State, and Purdue back to back to back weeks. And then they play right, Northwestern yeah. and then Wisconsin. So they have a right, tough yeah, like got, four. They've got some. Yeah, they've got a. They've got a good middle of the season to kind of see if if we're wrong about them. Because they're gonna play. They're gonna play Middle Tennessee this week, and then uh, no, next week. I think they have a bye this week. Next week, uh, they'll be there. They'll have a bye week and like kind of a cupcake game, and then they're going to Michigan, uh, at Michigan, and playing the Big House. So that's when we'll start seeing if Iowa's actually a team to be taken seriously and not just being put in like higher in other ranking systems because of how they played last uh, the last yeah, two I mean years. they're not yeah they're not a top in efficiency in offense or defense they're in the t- they're both outside the top third they're outside the top 30 in offense and defense so I'm not they're not putting up num you know there's not like a statistic to kind of back putting them higher right now either uh Drew 25 is your your pick basically so uh you can yeah. go ahead uh, I'll about. admit I'm hedging my bets a little bit putting Wake in here early but you know I'm going to read off their schedule a little bit, but, I mean, they've got three wins. They've got a win over Utah State and UNC, who are both good teams. And so they've got – they play Elon this week. That's another win. But they play – and then they play Boston College, Louisville, Florida State, NC State, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, and Syracuse. There's one team on the schedule that I think beats them, and it's Clemson. I don't think there's anyone else on it that's really going to beat them. They're just – they're kind of a beneficiary of having a bad schedule because the ACC is just kind of not very good this year, which is influencing it. But then uh, their quarterback is really good. Uh, Sage Surratt, their wide receiver, is playing absolutely, you know, looks, you know, kind of like Alshon Jeffrey reincarnate right now. Uh, or Alshon Jeffrey at South Carolina reincarnate. They're just, they're playing good football and they deserve some credit and they deserve kind of a rank, they deserve to get ranked in here. And they're only going to move up. Yeah. So that's on Drew's radar. Uh, there's so many teams in college. Yeah, there's so many teams. Twenty five. We, we try to split up the split up our radars to see who's good. But yeah, yeah do we want to uh, want to rattle off the uh, two teams that we both had that we left out that we just oh, that we didn't agree on? Also, kind of give people votes. an idea who to look at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's our also receiving votes, real quick. Uh, I have Kansas State. I think that's the only other team I I would have had. Kansas and then, State. Uh, I had Temple, who just shut down the 70 points a game Maryland team. And then other than that, we our rankings I mean, are pretty Army, similar. Other than Army's about the only Army. team that were like, oh, we'd both probably put them as in other, as in other receiving votes right now, right? Yeah, I, thought, I actually definitely thought about Army before. I did too, but I just couldn't see a way to put them in. All right, and then uh, we're going to take a short break and then do week four matchups. So we'll see you guys. Uh, tell us how you like our rankings. Uh, we'll see you in a second. And welcome back to the Rational Fanatics, where we're going into week four matchups. Uh, Drew, start us off. All right. Uh, we got a nice Friday night matchup, Utah versus USC. Uh, USC with their new quarterback is kind of who's looked. I know they stumbled last week, but he looked good against Stanford. And we'll see. Maybe he continues it on. It'll be interesting to see how he plays against uh, this Utah de- the Utah defense on Friday night. Okay. And then uh, next one on there is uh, Michigan State versus Northwestern. These are just two really good, very similar teams. It's, you know, you got to find stuff. You know, there's always something to watch. There's not necessarily a lot of implications on the game, but it should just be a good game to watch. I agree. And then we have California and Ole Miss. Uh, Like we said, California has been playing just pretty consistent uh, football altogether. And then they're going to go against the Ole Miss SEC team. Ole Miss hasn't really been impressive this uh, go. It's kind of a – kind of like a – Old Misses hasn't dipping their toe but... into SEC water for California to see if they can actually compete in the, what people would seem would be a superior conference, you know. So we'll see how California handles it. Uh, I mean, I want to say SEC is super superior, but usually the Pac-12 doesn't make the playoffs because they cannibalize themselves. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, it should be a good game. Uh, I think California should get it, though. Uh, then we have a big – Big game yeah. in Wisconsin. So um, this big game is not at the big house. It's going to be in Wisconsin. So Michigan versus Wis- Michigan versus Wisconsin. Uh, see, uh, it's going to be a defensive battle. Uh, but I'm excited to see which team's better. I'm pretty much going to. I don't know. Is it a uh, is it a preview of the conference game, or do you think? 
Um, they're in separate. They could, yeah, they could rematch, but I don't think it's pretty likely. So, uh, but yeah, this could be this could be a future rematch of a Big Twelve championship game with uh, playoffs on the line. So yeah, definitely playoff implications on the line uh, with Michigan Wisconsin because what happens if if they with one team wins and they split in the conference, uh, another team wins in the conference, then they might have just taken them both out of the playoffs. I think if they split, I think uh, both teams don't make the playoffs, but. That's just my opinion. Uh, Drew, you want to talk about the next one? Yeah, uh, SMU-TCU. Uh, I think SMU is an – SMU is a good team. They're one of the – the Americans are pretty deep this year. SMU is looking good with uh, Texas transfer quarterback Shane Bouchelle. So they should give TCU a run and make it a very interesting game. TCU kind of needs to beat them to continue as kind of a precursor to their – to starting a Big 12 slate here. So it should be – it's another good game to watch in that early slate. Yeah, I definitely think SMU is definitely underrated. I think TCU is underrated as well. So I, I, that's why I think we have it on here is just two teams that are not on everyone's radar going head to head and what should be like uh, kind of a, a better rated game, I think. Uh, just not, not not on everyone's radar. radar. So that's why we're including it here. Uh, let's see who's next. Uh, uh, Washington versus B- uh, BYU. Not Baylor. BYU. Uh, BYU came off a pretty big win against USC. I know they had the backup quarterback in, but uh, I think BYU is a pretty decent team. Uh, I wouldn't say they're underrated. Uh, they're usually pretty decent every year. And Washington's looking good. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, sure, do you have any other analysis on that game? I mean, BYU's actually – they do have – they are a New Year's Six contender because they don't have a conference game, so they're an independent, so they could win out and – or no, they can't. No, they can't get that. Never mind. But uh, I mean, they lost to Utah. Their schedule is, uh, I believe, their schedule is pretty winnable the rest of the way out. So they could win out and be in the eleven. You know, if they beat Washington, it's pretty smooth sailing. I think for them, the rest of the way. I'll let you take the next one. To cruise and do a good bowl game. All right. Uh, Auburn A and M. All right. This is you know, very much. This is whose quarterback can play. Whose quarterback can be a little bit more consistent. Uh, Auburn's D-line is very good. A&M also is a pretty good D-line. This is a very, you know, these, can A&M kind of right the ship, beat Auburn, and kind of get themselves back in the race? Instead of, you know, if they lose this game, they kind of fold in and they're kind of done for the season. At least, you know, because they have playoff aspirations. Jimbo Fisher believes they're a playoff team. They think they're contenders in the SEC, and if they lose this game, they're kind of out of it at this yep. point. And uh, the next game, UCF versus Pitt. Uh, versus Pitt, uh, I think UCF wins this game, but I think the really thing we want people to pay attention to is that if Pitt plays people closer, they're definitely underdogs when they play, and when they play, they usually take down the Giant. Uh, they're definitely upset alert all day. Pitt's a Giant killer. and They're upset alert all day. Yeah. But, I mean, their coach is doing everything in his power to make sure UCF feels motivated to beat them. So, saying, uh, Did you see his quote on uh, Mackenzie Milton saying he might have uh, run one too many times? So UCF, I feel like if UCF comes out here and just puts up another 40, 40, 48, 50 burger. Yeah, another 40 to, uh, you know, another 40 to 15 game. You're looking, you know, it's another I'll statement. I feel stronger win. about UCF uh, higher up in my ranking uh, or just solidified at 10 if they beat Pitt by a decent margin other than playing them close. And then moving on, we have uh, Pac-12, a big Pac-12 matchup with Oregon versus Stanford. Uh uh, yeah, I mean, Oregon's got a, Oregon kind of is going to give us, you know, a good bellwether on what is Stanford now because Stanford was – they got blown out by USC. But, I mean, they've traditionally been a solid team. I mean, they got blow, blown out by it, it, it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So, Stanford yeah. is basically – if they lose this one, they're in trouble of probably not even being bowl qualified this year. Well, let's see. What do they got? Uh, well, they beat Northwestern. They've got Oregon. They've got Oregon State, Washington, UCLA, Arizona, Colorado, Washington State, Cal, Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, if they lose this game, they could very. They're starting because I mean, I only you know I only see another uh, one. <laughs> I mean, I'm there's three games that I feel good about them. You know, I would feel I would favor them in. And then they'd have to upset, you know, they got to upset a couple, you know, they have to get several upsets here against uh, Arizona, against Washington, against Oregon, against Washington State, against Notre Dame, against Cal. They got to get a couple upsets to make a bowl this okay. year. That's 
not what you expect that was from a like Stanford the fourth team. Time we were like one. Half yeah, half this podcast is <laughs> us counting. That's this is the quality content we exactly. bring you. People. Uh, the next game we have is uh, Oklahoma State versus Texas. So we got Cowboys going at one another. Cowboys and Longhorns. So we'll see if the Cowboys can wrestle up some Longhorns, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Texas is going to go in there. Uh, yeah, I hate to make the reference, like you kind of have to. <laughs> uh, I think I think that Texas is just going to go in there and be Oklahoma State. Uh, the, this offense is just too electric. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma State's defense is as good as LSU's that contain or causing any turnovers. Uh, then next we have Notre Dame versus Georgia, which is I think college game day, game of the week. Uh, they, uh, yeah, the game, game day is at Notre Dame. Game day is in Athens. Uh, so I, we definitely concur with, with their location. I think it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, two top tens going at each other uh, in any ranking system really look at. Is, that's where they're at. Uh, it's pretty much is, is Notre Dame for real or is, is Georgia for real? Uh, I mean, I think they're both really for real. It's just whether they can actually handle beating teams that are top five caliber or playoff contenders. Yeah, can both of these teams beat playoff teams? Because they both seem to have had issues. Georgia getting uh, robbed against Alabama, uh, so not being able to make the playoffs. And then Notre Dame absolutely getting embarrassed um, in the prime time of playoff uh, or just, you know, postseason. Notre Dame has never been able to really, uh, in a while at least, play well in, in the postseason. So, now, if they beat Georgia early on, uh, they can show that they can actually compete in, with the SEC and also, uh, I guess, the ACC team as well. But the only really ACC team you have to really beat is Clemson, uh, which is basically embarrassed every, everybody in the playoffs last year. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Drew, you take the last one we have an eye on. All right, let's see. That is – what's the last one? Colorado, yeah. Arizona State. Uh I mean, call, yeah, this is just interesting because uh, Chase Lucas is a draft is a draft eligible, and he's one of the probably a top tennis cornerback in this draft class, which is a pretty good one. And then Lavishka Sinault for for Colorado is very good. So seeing the two of them go up against each other is going to be a lot of fun. Colorado is kind of you know started slow in every game and then picked it up in the fourth quarter to make a lot of games interesting when they shouldn't be. So it'll be interesting to see if Arizona State's defense can hold up for all four quarters. And then uh, that's that's all we have for the games we uh, think are going to be decent this week. Uh, not decent or good. Uh, decent or good. I don't think any of those are going to be really bad games. We'd be surprised if they were. Uh, we're going to move on to our bets, which we'll have a little disclaimer that I jinxed us. I definitely jinxed us last week. I said I'm surprised how good we're doing in NCAA bets or college bets compared to how we were in NFL. And then we got wrecked. We lost every bet last week that we said was a loss. <laughs> Uh, Notre Dame lost big. I'm surprised they, they finally figured out their offense. I mean, they were had a, an easy opponent, but normally they they're not really a blowout team. Uh, but they they won by a landslide and definitely beat my under prediction. So I'm two and one. Drew's also two and one. Uh, Drew, what happened? Yeah, uh, Cole McDonald. Uh, Cole McDonald made me sad. I mean, he went out and he threw another like four interceptions in another game. It's just I'm I'm kind of out on him now. I'm a little disappointed because I was really excited by him last year before he got injured, and then he's kind of he's just just you know he's just not having the year I thought he was gonna have. So this week, since we did so bad last week, we're gonna double down. We're both gonna take two bets and <laughs> see if we're any better at taking multiple bets. You know, you know what what are you doing when you're in a hole. Obviously, you bet more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're just going to bet our way out of, this, out yeah. of these holes, right? That's so my, my two bets are uh, I have Kentucky winning uh, – not winning. I have Kentucky plus six. I think they, they uh, beat, the, uh, beat the spread against um, Mississippi State. Uh, they played uh, UF close, and UF's defense is much better than Mississippi State's defense. So – I know they're playing with a backup quarterback, but that's not really the reason I'm taking them. I'm just taking them because I think UF had a worse defense. All right, no, UF had a better defense than Mississippi State, so therefore they can definitely play just as close, or if not potentially win, but I'm not going to say I don't have too much confidence in their offense to say they're going to win outright. So I'll just say Kentucky plus six 
And then my second bet would be Michigan versus Wisconsin. Uh, the over on that game, it's only 44 and a half. Just kind of, I think that's the smallest, smallest uh, over under I've seen all year so far. Uh, but each of them has been putting up points. I know Wisconsin haven't, hasn't given up any points, but they haven't played anyone really significant. But in those games that they haven't put up, like, uh, given up any points, they've also scored over 40 points themselves. Uh, I don't think they're going to score 40 points. I think they're going to score at least 20, 25, 26. Uh, and I think I think Michigan can pull off 18. So watch that not even add up to being enough. And I just did that math in my head. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, that, that would be under. Out? That would still be the under. Uh, I think they'll both be able to score 24 points. I mean, I just think that's a, that's a small – like, each of those teams have put up, can put up at least 24 points, uh, and it'll beat the over. I mean, I just did that math, and it was nowhere near. It would be like – people were like, yeah, we should definitely bet the under. He did the math. He can't even do the math. It's, on that. Uh, it's just a small – It's a, there's a reason you're a lawmaker, yeah, not a math a major. it's a small over-under, and um, even though it'll be a defensive battle – Nah, now I'm second guessing myself. No, I think. I mean, these are two teams that aren't that great of passers and want to run the ball. It's going to shorten game time. It's going to shorten I mean, possessions. I think you're going to see kind of what they scored against Army, where they're sitting in that 21 to, you know, maybe they're both sitting around that 24 point. It's if it hits the over, it's going to be. It won't be my module. Yeah, but even if one team scores 21 and then one team wins by a touchdown, it'll be 28. That's still that's still the over. So. It's yeah, it's certainly a possibility. So, yeah, I I take the over still. I I want to. It's not a mortal lock, but I'll call it a lock. All right, and then uh, I've got Wisconsin covering the minus three and a half points. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think there's a lot of field goals in this game. I think it's a lot of touchdowns. So I think a three and a half point spread seems likely. I feel good about Wisconsin covering that. And then the other one I've got is SMU covering the nine and a half against TCU. I think these are two very similar. You know, these two teams are pretty close. So I think. Nine and a half is just too many points to for, to give up. So give me the give me SMU covering nine and a half. That's pretty good. Pretty good bets there. Uh, so that's that's all we have for today's podcast. Uh, I mean, the only thing we have, I guess, I can share some news that was late late coming in this uh, today uh, was that Josh Rosen starting on Sunday. Uh, Fitzpatrick's going to take a seat. That's the NFL news, but I mean, we did already did the NFL podcast before uh, this. This was how we recorded this. So, so just watch, see how he does starting for the for the Miami Dolphins. Even though the Miami Dolphins um, plainly say they suck or they're tanking, uh, but this this will be interesting to see how Josh I mean, Rosen. Yeah. Wait, Dolphins and Dolphins tank. Yeah. Imagine that. Yep. Yep. Uh, hey, you got your stupid pun. Yeah, yeah it's mine only in. fair. Only fair. Uh, I think there was other. There's a, I think there's something else that I'm missing. Uh, oh, Jalen Ramsey, he's gonna be playing tonight. Uh, there's some speculation as whether he, yeah, oh, I didn't I think know, that was but news. There's like some. This is not. I think me and Drew yeah. didn't think it was really news, but some people were like, why? Why was it like he plays Thursday and then he gets traded? Can he play Sunday? You can only be on one active roster yeah. per week, so you can. The, that actually surprised me as like something people thought about because it, it never even crossed my mind. Like, oh yeah, he could be traded and play in another game and play in that game. That never crossed my mind. Are the Jaguars playing the Browns? The Titans, yeah, they're playing the Titans. The Browns played Monday. That would suck. Uh, are you going to the game because it starts soon? No, I can't admit. I'm so not going to make it. It take. I mean, it ta- it take me two game time to get to the stadium, thought, plus trying to find parking, in, which I'm going to have to park a mile away and walk. I'm I'm in Jacksonville, but I'm on the other. I have to cross the river oh, to get there. It'll take you a game, like three hours to get there. It'll take me. Uh, I mean, it's the I'm doing the math right now, but it it won't take. Let's see. See, it'll take thirty minutes to get to the stadium, so that gets me there when they kick off. At best, I'm probably parking a mile from the stadium. Oh, so that's gonna take what? 15 minutes to walk in plus then getting through and getting the tickets. It's going to be, and it still looks yeah. kind of ugly. So out. just so everyone knows, if you ever think about going to a game in Jacksonville, uh, it's tough. Like there's like no parking around the state. I mean, there's some parking, but it's not, it's very bad. It's not great. It's not They're great. like basically like little lots uh, that are like, I feel like are leased out. 
but like what's even worse is after the game they like shut down all the roads and they make it only one way out of the city and so you you're literally required to sit in traffic because uh, they literally block out all exits for like one exit so I don't even want to know what would happen with emergency at the city so if that place just shuts down it's like literally they're on the side of the the water that stadium is on the side of the water and it's only they're only one way out across the bridge that they make so. I don't like. I've been to a couple of Jacksonville games, and I've always taken like two and a half hours just to go like three miles across the bridge. So, yeah. Uh, we recorded last night. I probably would have made it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So Jalen Ramsey, yeah, if he is going to get traded, it won't be till I say Monday or earliest. If he does, I don't think. I mean, I don't think there's going to be that big of a rush. I've seen Tuesday thrown around. I don't think there's a big rush because I think a team's either going to have to blow the Jaguars away to get him from them. And because Jalen has said, you know, Jalen hasn't shown any indication that he's going to like sit out a game and he, or he's going to start sitting out. So he, he'll keep playing. The Jaguars are going to get to keep playing him and they're going to keep paying him. So they don't, there's no incentive from the Jaguars to rush trading him unless they get, you know, the Kings ransom off and they're looking for. So I don't think this is going to go, I don't, unless there's a really big offer on the table. I don't think this goes. Oh, down quite as okay. Here's news. Think. Here's news. Uh, so Gardner Minshew is good. Yeah, that's not news though. Everyone should just know that. I, I, I oh, oh, you're right. I yeah, a, that's true. Bandana. Gardner Minshew is getting a W tonight. That's that. There you go. There's a bandana the news. to wear during I am football. Uh, just to be, just, just to get the look, man. I need a, but I can't grow the mustache. Can't grow the mustache. Like at least that one. I mean, I can if they if they make the playoffs. I'll grow. I'll grow. I'll I'll shave to the Minshew stash. I can't grow that thick of a mustache. It's not. I would look like a pedophile probably. Uh, but here's the news I was referring to. You look. You're too short to be uh, a pedophile. They think you were just a. Re- they think you were prepubescent child, or pre- or, or an in puberty child probably. Um, <laughs> it's not. But okay. Uh, the other news is Antonio Brown lost another sponsor. It looks like uh, he is no longer a Nike a- athlete. Uh, amidst the sexual assault allegations. So he lost the Zenith helmet sponsorship after that huge helmet debacle he created. And now he's no longer sponsored by Nike. That's a big, that's a big sponsor to lose. So. Yeah. I mean, he's still going to be wearing probably Nike. Are the Pats uniforms? I mean, he'll be wearing his uniforms, but that's not like, that's not his specific like sponsorship. That's like. Yeah. I don't like, well, I'm like, I've seen people saying, why aren't the Pats following everyone else and just cutting on a mic? Well, you see, because they're just going to wait and see what happens because innocent until proven guilty is kind of – it's the usual standard we go off of. Well, that's guess, not the – You know, when it's not your team, people don't feel that way. That's not the case when it comes to um, NFL. I get that it's civil and that's not the same, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, the media does not follow so that NFL... opinion, but the Pats are willing to do it because he's that good. I mean, no one – if he were on any other team, no one else would so get the cut NFL either. would, like, have to show evidence to put him on the exempt list. He, obviously, put him on the exempt list, he would appeal – and they would have to prove to a, an independent arbitrator by clear and convincing evidence that he's in violation of uh, whatever violation, like, uh, I guess, conduct detrimental to the league. Yeah. And I don't know if they have that evidence just yet uh, this early in their investigation. So, I mean, Nike can drop him because they don't have to respond to anybody. Like, Antonio Brown just can't be like, hey, I appeal to you dropping my sponsorship. That's free money they're giving him. They can just drop him whenever they want. Uh, as long as the con- like the contract doesn't say something different, so I mean just just more fallout. Uh, just I I would surprise to see what the NFL does because obviously big companies are starting to see that there's tox toxicity there. So we'll see if they take action. Other than that, nothing, not, no mother, no other big news. So uh, I'll say the Twitter handle tr underscore fanatic. Uh, is that right, Drew? So yep. that is our Twitter handle. Go ahead and follow us. We need followers. Uh, we're not even trying to get a blue check mark yet because guess what? We don't have enough people to follow us. We've got like three followers and two uh, of and us. The third one's our intern. So <laughs> okay, so we we have zero Hot. followers. We have less followers than we have people that work on this show. <laughs> so bad. Hyra doesn't even follow us for some reason. I guess he doesn't go on his Twitter all the time. Uh, but go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, leave us a voicemail or uh, message so we can – or just send us, like, questions. Uh, we're we're glad – we want to talk more about uh, if 
giving advice and fantasy, but we can't do that unless you guys send in questions uh, or just or just have debates if you guys want us to have debates on whether or not our opinions on. Yeah, we'll debate. We'll we'll debate literally anything. That's we're, yeah. We're not super attached to anything yet. So go ahead and just message us, DM us, or just tweet at us, uh, and we'll we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, leave a voice message, and as, as long as it's like not too vulgar, we'll still include it. <laughs> we're really not against much. Uh, so enjoy uh, college football and the, and the Thursday night game. Uh, by it'll be over by the time you. Probably hear listen to this if you listen to this, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I guess a week, week four in college, or week three in the NFL. It's gonna be good. Uh, a lot of good games for college this this week. So uh, that's about it. Have a good one, guys.